Hey, welcome back, everybody. You are listening to the Pedal Pumping Podcast with your host, Mimi Footnip. That's me, pedal pumping uh, podcaster and pedal pumping content creator and proud owner of a Clips for Sale studio. I finally, at the urging and with the support of so many awesome fans i finally opened a clip store and it is available i have clips for sale available for purchase if you want to check those out and i'm adding new clips all the time i'm currently kind of experiencing a slight slowdown just because i'm having some significant internet problems and i'm waiting for at&t to come out and deal with the phone line something about my gardener's like something happened something happened <laughs> i don't have internet so when that gets fixed i'll i'll resume to my regular uploading a couple video at least at least one maybe two new videos to the clip store every day and i'm also kind of starting to experiment with some different types of like camera angles and just kind of working with some new things so i'm putting all of that stuff kind of testing it in the clip store and then a lot of it will eventually make its way to AVN stars and OnlyFans. So in today's episode, I want to share an email that I received from a person who goes by the, the, bleh. <laughs> let me try again, a person who goes by the foot purveyor on social media and he is an OnlyFans subscriber of mine as well. But today I, I want to, in addition to reading an email, I want to address some comments that I received regarding a previous episode where I talked about brake failure. And I, I got a lot of uh, kind of critical feedback. It, it wasn't so nice. And I want to talk about that. So let's talk about that after a quick break. All right, I'm back. And oh, so first of all, let's address the brake failure thing because that has been weighing heavy on my heart. And the reason is because the, the feedback that I got basically accused me of bashing the brake failure community and casting the brake failure community in a dark light, I think were some of the words. So that was some of the wording, bashing. And and I was told, you know, if I'm not comfortable with it, I don't have to participate, but I shouldn't bash other people's fetish. And I, I was really hurt by that because I didn't think I was bashing anyone's fetish. And I feel like I've tried to communicate that I'm not here to kink shame. I'm trying to offer a community space that is inclusive and supportive where we open up and share and and explore together and I think in that episode my goal was to explore with you and ask questions about break failure things that I didn't and still am trying to understand I feel like the more conversations I have around it the more I, I do understand, and many of you have been very generous and kind reaching out to me and sharing your perspective and, and, and thoughts on brake failure, and that's been really helpful to me. I guess, it, I, I guess it's kind of hurtful in that it felt like I was being 
ganged up on and attacked a little bit for exploring and asking. And I think maybe the people that heard that episode who had that feedback for me, maybe they, it triggered shame or it triggered defense. Maybe they're constantly feeling that they have to defend themselves around their fetish. I don't know. I can only speculate. This is total speculation, but I'm wondering. And again, I might get myself into hot water by wondering on the podcast, like, I wonder if this is this, or I wonder about that. And that's kind of what I did in that break failure episode. I was talking about how I don't really understand it. The The piece of it that I was really focusing on was, you know, at the end of a, the video, there's a car crash usually. And funnily, I think so many creators, the, I can't say I've seen thousands or even hundreds of break failure videos. I've seen maybe a dozen or so. And I feel like at the end, if you notice, sometimes you hear like a screeching sound and then a crash. And I'm like, the screeching means that the car suddenly now has brakes and is like skidding. It, I don't know. That's like a little production detail, I guess. But I, I just, I wonder like, okay, what about the crash? Like a woman is in a car crash is that like i was kind of focusing on that piece of it like is is it a violence thing i don't know oh my gosh and i got a lot of interesting and informative feedback but one of the pieces of feedback was i was bashing the community and i want to apologize if i want to apologize i don't want to say if because that's like kind of one of those sorry not sorry types of okay how do i word this I want to sincerely apologize for coming across as bashing a community that I aspire to be a part of, you know, the pedal pumping community. I feel like break failure is part of this community. And I certainly am not looking to alienate or harm anyone in this community. So I want to sincerely apologize to anyone that felt offended that was not my intention and I yeah I just I feel like I, I I'm having a hard time seeing how asking and exploring equals bashing but if if that's how you feel that's how you feel and so therefore I offer my sincere apology and hope that we can just move move on and you can continue to educate me and share how you feel with me and hopefully not gang up on me or be too mean because I'm really sensitive <laughs> I'm I'm yeah I'm pretty I'm pretty sensitive so I I I do take it to heart I really do you know I think a lot of you know by now that I professionally have a background in social work and teaching always in the helping professions and so I you know I care about people care about feelings and <sighs> Okay, I got that all off my chest. I feel so much better. I want to also thank everybody who supported me, um, you know, because I did bounce it off some people um, and say, hey, you know, did I fuck up by like asking questions? And a lot of you said, no, no, no. It's clear that you're seeking to understand. Here's some more information. Here's how I see it, you know, that type of thing. And that's been really, really helpful. One of the things that was brought to my attention by one of my critics is that there is a consent aspect to this, 
which I hadn't considered before, kind of in the same way um, this person likened it to BDSM, where, you know, an outsider might look at that and say, oh my gosh, that person is like spanking that person and leaving red marks on their butt or whatever. And, but, you know, both, both or however many participants maybe are in the scene, like everyone that's participating is in a, a consent agreement about what's happening and that break failure is the same. It's the same kind of thing. It's like a play space where, you know, it's like this fantasy play space and it's not about actually injuring people. Okay, cool. Like that answers the question that removes the doubt and, and the, the concern that I had because really I just had some concerns and now I feel so much better. And I, I just wish that it could have, I wish that I, I, that I could have been educated on that and learned about that without, you know, being accused of being a basher. I guess I'm just sensitive about that. I don't ever want to be someone that comes and kicks over someone's fetish sandcastle and I don't want to be that asshole. You know what I mean? So <laughs> anyway, thank you so much, you guys, for supporting me, for educating me, for sharing your personal stories with me. It really, it really means a lot. It really does. I really honor and treasure that. And it, it feels like a, a real privilege to be able to be deserving of your trust. I want to protect and keep a space around that for you, for all of us, you know, so that we can all show up here and, and be ourselves. And that's not to say that I, I'm, you know, if I, oh, this is tricky. This is getting into some tricky stuff, but like there are some things that are, I would call out and say that's abusive. That's not consent. You know, the person that you're involving in this didn't have an opportunity to consent to that. That's not cool. Like, I'm definitely going to always draw a hard line around consent. But, you know, if there's consent, I feel like then it's pretty much, it's, it's a go in my book. So, okay. I said all that. <laughs> Thanks, you guys. Oh. Let me get on to the good stuff. This is the email that I want to share. It is from the foot purveyor and he says, born in the late seventies, I had the great pleasure of growing up in the golden era of carbureted cars and got to experience many up close personal encounters with women trying to start old stubborn cars. All through the 80s, my mom owned a 75 Chevrolet car that she struggled to start daily. And although that was probably a huge contributing factor to my fetish, I feel it is a bit weird slash inappropriate to share a fetish story about my mom, LOL. Maybe you could poll your audience about my opinion of that and see how many of them watched their mom pedal pumping. Growing up, I lived in a house next to an apartment complex that many kids I went to school with lived in. In the mid through late 80s during my elementary years, a classmate slash friend of mine and his parents lived in the complex and my mom just so happened to work as a secretary at the school we attended so she graciously allowed me to ride with them daily to and from. She was a plus-sized white woman in her mid to late 30s, very attractive, brunette color hair, and had a very pretty high arched feet that always had red polish. 
because her husband traveled about 20 miles each way to and from work and our school was only a five mile drive he drove the newer car and she drove the old mid-70s brown pinto yes i remember those <laughs> sorry i'm butting into his story okay mimi stop Back to the story. Each day I would wake up with anticipation and a lump in my stomach thinking about the upcoming event of watching her try to get that thing started. I always sat in the back seat on the passenger side so I could have a direct view of her feet between the two front seats. She typically wore flats or a short heel, but without fail, each morning she would remove her shoe and expose her sheer pantyhosed foot. The nylons were always black or nude and were ultra sheer and see-through. I remember like it was yesterday, the order of events. She would get in and sit her belongings down, slide the seat all the way up to the steering wheel, she was short, remove her right shoe, place the key in the ignition, and would start dry pumping, no cranking. The pedal very rapidly for at least a full minute. While pumping, the heel of her foot would remain planted on the floor she would turn her foot slightly to the right and she would rock her foot back and forth on her heel. Then she would turn the key to make the first attempt at starting it and I remember the slow churning of the engine and you knew it was not even close to starting. After about 10 seconds of starting, she would turn the key off and keep pumping her foot really fast for what seemed like an eternity. I can picture her now grabbing the steering wheel for leverage while she bounced up and down in her seat. Due to her not cranking the car, it was silent except for the loud thud of the pedal striking the floorboard over and over again. This entire process varied from day to day depending on factors such as temperature and length of time since the car had last been started. Monday mornings were my favorite because quite often during the weekend the car would not be driven at all so Monday was always an adventure. Sometimes it would take up to five to six cycles of dry pumping and cranking attempts, sometimes lasting up to about 10 minutes before the car would come to life. There were a few times I think she would actually watch me in the rearview mirror because I remember making eye contact with her on a couple of occasions and when we did, she would start pumping even faster and intensify her bounce. Those were the good old days that are long gone. The year we went to middle school and I was no longer going to be riding to school with them, she got a newer car anyway because the Pinto was in such bad shape. Been 30 plus years since those mornings, but I can still picture them vividly and it still gives me chills. Thanks so much, Mimi, for providing a safe and secure outlet for those of us with this pr very private fetish to share our common stories and not feel like an outcast of society. Oh my goodness, thank you so much for saying that at the end. Um, that is what I hope to do, is to make this a safe and secure place. So thank you so much. Yeah, I feel like that would be a really, really interesting poll. So let's let's do a poll. Maybe I can do it. I think on YouTube I can post polls. And I talked about, in the last last week's episode, I talked about maybe doing a, a Patreon. I don't know if you guys, some of you emailed me and said you'd be interested in supporting a Patreon. That would be a good place to have some of these more private discussions. I don't know if like on YouTube, if people would want to just like share this information because YouTube's so public. I think maybe Patreon might be a good 
kind of more private type of place where we can just keep it keep it amongst ourselves I have heard a lot of that you know that a lot of not just pedal pumping but foot fetish in general kind of the the seeds of the fetish are often planted it seems like in men with like an, an adult or an older relative so sometimes like an older cousin or an aunt or a mother stepmom you know or a neighbor a friend's mom like yeah I'm really curious about that it, it seems consistent with what I've heard anecdotally but I'd like to hear from you guys so let me know if that's you know and not only is your um fetish origin story or pedal pumping origin story about your mom specifically also if you feel it's a bit quote weird slash inappropriate I don't know what to say about that except that it does seem to be a thing you know it, it, it just it seems to be a pretty common experience I definitely remember <laughs> those brown pintos because my one of my best friends in high school that was her first car she drove her parents old hand-me-down brown pinto and it had like wood fake wood paneling on the sides i drove a 1979 volkswagen rabbit do you guys remember those <laughs> mine was beige and i nicknamed it bun bun <laughs> but do you remember there were green pintos too um, I'm kind of like scanning the high school parking lot in my <laughs> in my mind <laughs> for all the cars that we drove. And, uh, you know, of course, we all drove like our, like old. Some kids had their parents hand me down cars. I had to buy my own car. Most of us like just bought old whatever old car we could afford to buy. And so I, I definitely remember cruising around in the Pinto. <laughs> Oh, good times. Very good times. I had a friend, though, actually, my best, best, best friend from, like, kindergarten. When we turned 16, her parents bought her a 1985 Mustang 5.0. It was blue. It had those, like, plastic slats on the rear window. Do you guys remember those? And it was badass. It was so cool. It was like the coolest car. And um, they bought it for her <laughs> and then gave her the car payment every month. And we're like, here's your birthday present. Happy sweet 16. We basically just made a down payment on a car. Now you have to pay this car payment every month. But she seemed stoked on it. I, I remember thinking I'd be pissed if my parents like saddled me with debt as a gift but she seemed cool with it. She started working when we were 14. She always was like a really hardworking kid. And so she was fine with it. And she had this really cool car. And I have stories about <laughs> us cruising around in that car, but I will save those for a different episode. Anyway, back to um, the foot purveyor's story. <laughs> Sorry, I got so, I'm, I don't know, I'm so in my memories right now and reminiscing. But the brown pinto, the '70s brown pinto, you're kind of you're kind of talking my language here. 
I think it's really cool that you had that like daily commute to school and had that to look forward to every day, especially Mondays. I imagine that was like probably the best day of the week. And then did she give you a ride home after school? I, I'm guessing that after starting, you know, in the morning that by, by the afternoon when you're out of school is probably not too difficult to start. And I'm also curious why, I'm curious about how she managed to pump, like dry pump a carbureted car for a solid minute without flooding the engine. Like how did, how did that, how did she, I don't know, that's, that's super interesting. Really, really great detail in this story. I, your, your description is so vivid. A lot of a lot of people really in in the foot fetish community and the pedal pumping community really like nylons and stockings and kind of lament that women nowadays don't wear them so much. But I do think that there is a lot of great content available, and I've been filming more and more content in nylons you know one of the other things too that i think is interesting that we haven't really talked about here yet is the crossover between foot fetish and pedal pumping because a lot of people there are a lot of people that are into pedal pumping that have a foot fetish or that appreciate pretty feet and you know to differing degrees right and then there are some people who are like no not into feet don't really care to see feet. It's like all about the sound of the car when it's cranking or revving, or it's all about that tailpipe, or it's all about um, the woman, the expression on a woman's face when her car won't start or during a brake failure scene or something. Like some people, it's not about feet at all, at all, at all. And some people, it's all about the feet. So. That's another thing I want to kind of toss out to the community and get your feedback on, like how much of pedal pumping to you is overlaps with foot fetish. And I just, I'm, I'm feeling super chatty and rambly today. I hope you guys don't mind. I really, really am appreciative and grateful for your emails and contributions and your support and you know, it's, it's really, really great. Thank you. All of you who've like supported me in the clip store. That's been amazing. If you have feedback for me, stories for me, things you'd like to see in my content, you can always send me your wish list. Like I, I'm not a magician. I can't always make things happen <laughs> the way you want, but you can let me know. Um, I also do custom videos. So, you know, if there's something that you that you would like to see you can we can talk about a custom if if you just have suggestions or preferences you know i'm always interested in becoming more educated and learning more about all the different variations and and details you know i feel like puddle pumping it's all in the details it's all about recreating or creating making magic with with the details so let me know what are the de what details are important to you 
Let's keep the conversation going. My inbox is open. You can reach me at mimifootnip at gmail.com. I'm always happy to hear from you. I may not reply immediately. I easily get behind on emails, but I do read them and I will do my best to get to all of them. So that's all I've got this week. Thank you so much. Same place, same time next week. Peace out.